Hello, hello. We are here with another fireside chat. I'm Sandro Mancus. I'm here with Jose and Mashuk from Cojurans. So, first of all, I'd like to thank all of you that are following this series uh, and leaving your comments. Uh, we received quite a few comments, both on YouTube and on Twitter, of people requesting topics. And as always, we went through the topics. We picked this one. Uh, quite a few people were asking us to talk about current state of Agile, uh, how developers feel about Agile, and even like, is it possible to bring developers back together with Agile? So uh, we found this a very interesting topic, very close to our hearts. So what is Agile anyway? So let, if we go back uh, in time, so maybe it is, it's worth starting from what was the original idea? So let's just phrase uh, or frame the problem in what was Agile and where we are. Okay, well, <clears throat> I can start. Um, I mean, you know, we can, we can talk about waterfall and we can talk about very heavy development processes and all those kind of things, and we can talk about history. But I'd like to talk about the manifesto, right? And from there, try to un understand behind those, uh, you know, eight phrases, basically, right? So Agile talks about individuals and interactions because there were uh, lots of it, uh, the development processes were all becoming about the process and tools, right? So it's about humanity. It's about, you know, people coming together and talking together and interacting to achieve some, something and putting that before any process. It was about working software, right? It was about customer collaboration and it was about responding to change, right? So rather than uh, uh, kind of plans that you follow regardless of any feedback, those kind of things, right? So the way I see it is was um, Agile was about taking all the fluff out and and all, all these over complications that we made for ourselves and saying, well, actually it's about writing, it's the, the software that we, we are writing as a result and it's about teams, how and how people interact with each other in order to decide how to write the software and cooperate on writing that software. And it's about feedback, so that when you 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 are delivering early and you're getting that feedback and being close to the customer. So it was very much anti kind of processes or comprehensive processes. It was all about people, small teams coming together talking to each other, talking to the customer and building the software and responding to the feedback when, when you are delivering early. That's, to me, that's what the essence of Agile was. I, I completely agree. I think one of the issues with that is that uh, you can quickly replace software by delivering value. And then you know it goes beyond the spectrum of no, and because all of those concepts, adaptation, you know, teamwork, and so on, uh, they can be uh, applied to whatever context if you remove the software aspect. And this is, I think, uh, something that happened quite quickly with the adoption because it, as it was starting to be used, 
within the software or, or building software context, yeah, you quickly find the boundaries that are not software within the organization, but a lot of the concepts are applicable, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you try to make it broader in its, in, in its core concepts, no? Uh, and try to apply it to other situations that may not be the ones that it was originally designed for, right? And then, you know, value, you know, in, in when you're talking about software, you know, working software as a measure of progress, that's the, the liberal, that's the, the way that we know if we're, you know, we're delivering the value. Uh, when you go into marketing or when you go into, you know, a different function within the organization, that concept starts being a bit more nebulous in some cases, right? Um, and also, I feel that there's there's an aspect there of because it's a in in its core, let's say, a philosophy or or a mindset. No, uh, people can approach it from very different ways, right? Like you don't have to have a software development background in order to understand what these principles are, right? And and to see them, right? So I I think that already started you know moving things in a different direction that than what it was maybe originally intended in that sense you're you're muted from what i remember from history was when those 17 people went to the ski resort they were representing very different methodologies right so they went like from from extreme programming to crystal to uh, feature-driven development to scrum and, and there were the pragmatic programmer guys so so there were slightly different like probably six different groups in a way uh and a few more in, independent uh representing those different methodologies but one thing that the, uh they were able to join for example you had like uh a two or two of them were in the extremes like scrum was more on the process side and XP more on the more technical side. Although there is some, some, some history that Scrum had some pra technical practices as well that were dropped uh, at some point and they were not far from the extreme programming practices. But the, my understanding back then was what they had in common and the way that they were able to combine all of those different ideas into a single mindset was that at the center was a very simple principle that was fast feedback loop, inspect and adapt. And everything derives from that. From the process side with iterations uh, and demos and retrospectives and things like that, to test-driven development, to pair programming, to continuous integration, the principle is exactly the same. It's a very short feedback loop, try to minimize the feedback loop. And the agility comes from, as you reduce the feedback loop, you gain more information and the agility is the inspection and adaptation. The, in fact, the adaptation, right? So that's for me at heart is what agile means to me is that ability to adapt given new information. You, you can actually apply that to interactions as well, individuals and inter interactions, because, you know, it's a, the, the, the kind of that phrase goes individuals and interactions over processes and tools, I think. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's also about fast feedback because when you are speaking to someone, when you're communicating directly rather than using documentation or other means or tools and these kind of things, there is a lot said 
you know, using a very high bandwidth way of communicating, but also there is an immediate response. There is an immediate feedback and there's a, there's a discussion. And that is the epitome of quick feedback, right? And that's also, you can apply, you know, not only the technical practices and, and so on, but you can apply the interaction aspects and not only small batches in terms of delivering software, but the like talking to people as part of that quick feedback principle. So, so why do you think then there's this outcry, let's say, for, you know, Agile is losing its essence. We need to bring developers back into this thing. Uh, like, what do you think that's about? I don't think that it's losing. I think it lost a long time ago. Right. So I, I, I can, I remember like I was really excited about Agile the first time I heard about it. Right. So, because like probably like some of you, uh, I was coming from the old ways. Like I started in mid nineties and back in Brazil, we had software factories, right? That's how we call them software factories. And we had waterfall process and the most modern companies we had there we were using rational unified process. Some of you might remember the wrap and, and stuff and all the, the different diagrams and stuff. So we had, although it was an iterative uh, uh, methodology, the iterations or the phases within each iteration were quite big because we had to produce all the diagrams and all the inception and uh, delivery and testing and so on. So, uh, so when I heard first about Agile, I was actually excited about it. I said, well, you know, well, we are working we're going to work as close to the business. Developers will have a voice. We are work, we're going to work as a single team and everyone is focused on let's remove all the, the, the unnecessary things that we do. So just focus on delivering value, as you were saying. Just focus on getting shit done, basically. So I was really excited about it. But, but for some reason, like, well, I have my own views on that. But in my view, Agile took a detour because some of the Agile methodologies became far more popular than others. So Scrum, for example, had a far bigger appeal to, to management because management, they manage, right? So, so, so and, and that promise of, well, or the promise or the misinterpretation that you could deliver things faster because it depends on, it was not exactly that you would do things faster. You, have, you would have faster feedback. It's slightly different. Uh, so Scrum was widely adopted. For me, it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. But because Scrum and the focus on the process was widely adopted, then Agile started evolving the community and Agile in general evolved more on the process side. And then people that were more focused on the de development side, like it was my case, we felt that the engineering disciplines or extreme programming was not coming along. And that made myself and a few people that I know extremely disappointed. I have a, a bit of a different view on, on that because I feel like a lot of the friction comes from, you know, for me, the Agile Manifesto sort of defines a, a, a foundation or a, let's call it a culture, right? Or, or you know, codifies a, a, a culture in which these methodology can thrive yeah uh so if you already you know find that it's important to you know collaborate with the customer or adapt to change or like these things will help you with that 
what it won't do is you know change something that is completely opposite yeah through applying the method and i feel that's where a lot of the friction comes from right like the application of agile methodologies in a context that is not agile yeah and then calling that we're doing agile right <laughs> that's, I, you, that's know, you know i had just written exactly that what if agile was actually not designed for the vast majority of the 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 software development organizations right because in in most cases you know software development happens at a quite a quite a large scale it happens in many many bureaucratic organizations right and agile is is actually small scale it's about keeping things keeping teams small it's about that whole team it's about being close to the customer it's about being able to talk to anyone that you need to talk to and it's about a quite a well defined but not a massive scope right so so it becomes unwieldy when you are talking about these large organizations and large IT departments that ha have thousands of developers sometimes and hundreds of development teams so the agile was was not really answering that question how do you take those cultures those ways of organizing and move them towards this highly agile or high agility kind of small organizations and so what happened was that you know some of the practices were taken in because if they were considered you know very reasonable and they seemed to make sense but they had somehow to fit into that other culture that wasn't going to change in a in in the most fundamental way it needed to change for for this to actually work which is to take down those hierarchies take down those silos but also reduce the the cognitive load to kind of create these mini organizations that had their own value to deliver that was never going to happen in those organizations and so it was doomed from the from the beginning in in that kind of context yeah but uh, here here's here goes a few uh background information as well because some of the this this stuff happened by design right so it is no coincidence that those 17 people never met again it's no coincidence that they don't shake hands and appear together in all, all sorts of events around the world right so what happened right after uh the, the summit like a year or two later that was back in 2002 2003 there was a big friction among them. They were discussing how they're going to monetize that stuff. And then there were some conferences. There were already there was already the XP conference going on, and they were discussing uh, to create an agile conference that they would uh, and who would own the brand. And they were already frictioning the group of creating the agile alliance where some of them were founders. And then there was a creation of a Scrum alliance, and that didn't happen by because they were friends right that happened because they could not agree and who would monetize what so there was a, a very strong push mainly from 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 the scrum guys Jeff supplement uh, can trade all kind of guy and a few others to sell trainings and certifications that came from very early on and who would own those conferences as well 
And there was no uh, reason. There was even like one year, I don't remember if it was 2003 or four, where the Agile conference was happening. They scheduled the Agile conference and the XP conference on the same day, almost next to each other, right? So that was how bad that became. So, so that push on, on, on pushing like certain methodologies into organizations and creating large scheme training uh, and certifications was by design. So it was not that they said, hey, this is a small methodology just for some highly agile teams and stuff. They were pushing for the mainstream, like a group of people. Yeah, but, but and, and I agree that, uh, you know, if you have people who are kind of leading that movement already kind of incentivizing the application of the, you know, of the tool where it doesn't fit, right? That's going to have an impact for sure, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I wouldn't say that the monetization is something inherently bad to that, right? And and we can go off the tangent of whether certifications are a good thing or not. And uh, but I, I don't think it was bad, but it but it, it changed the direction uh, originally created in the summit. This is what I was. That's where I was coming uh, from. Uh, okay, I, I I agree with that, right? So it, the monetization itself is not inherently bad, right? Like. Mm -hmm. People need to make a living, right? It's it's about whether you're doing that uh, at the expense of actually, you know, helping the customer or the client or, or whatever. And I feel like that's a point. But overall, you know, you have that same thing. You know, uh, the the uh, Pro Management Institute also has something, and they were <laughs> around even before that, right? So it's it's not uh, on itself something that is. Uh, terrible right it it becomes terrible when uh, uh you know for me as i said before you know you're applying where it doesn't fit no because in the end all of these methodologies are a tool right and just like a spoon uh you can use it to eat dessert or you can use it to poke someone's eye out right like it's not like it really depends on the intention uh, that you're using it with right even though you may not be aware of that and this is what not having that foundation sort of creates where something like you know we do daily scrums and you know we get together we synchronize and we increase the feedback loop becomes uh controlling people right or becomes no, just, just finds, uh, yeah sorry to interrupt but like because hmm. I, I didn't mentioned all of that to say that what a few individuals did with their methodologies and and i was also not judging them if they were helping or not clients but certain what happened right after the the, the summit with certain methodologies that were under the agile umbrella they reshaped the direction of agile because some of them became far more popular, in this case, Scrum became massively popular. And that's what I was saying, that it was a blessing and a curse. Because a blessing, because it, Scrum took Agile worldwide, right? It was a Scrum that really made Agile popular. But it also was a Scrum that because of the focus on the process, didn't, the other methodologies were left. Somewhat and that's ironically. Somewhat ironically, because actually the first thing about the manifesto is individuals and interactions over processes and tools. Exactly. And the process is kind of started leading rather than the, the philosophy and the values behind Agile, right? Yeah. And, and that's why some of the developers got a bit upset. So again, I'm not criticizing what the, the founders did with the Scrum and stuff because they popularized Agile and the mindset. But like some developers, as as this happened, and because the adoption 
that there was a well people were conflating how many times it's like when you are adopting Ajayi, you were adopting scrum and not so 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 there was they were there was that direct association at some point that Ajayi was synonymous of scrum and and, and that is for me the, the reason i mentioned that was not to judge that but to say that there was a a, a, a separation between developers and agile because of what happened on the following years. That, that's where I was coming from. The, there is two points there, right? One is, uh, I, I agree, it, it has an impact now. And uh, I, I think there is a bit more uh, than just, uh, you know, the popularization of Scrum. I feel like it really took a different level when Eric Ries in his, you know, Lean Startup book, uh, started putting it into business and into product development. And then it got, you know, startups started by default. Uh, this is the way that we build product and, you know, started creating this trend, you know? Um, so, so that aspect is is also, I think, pretty important, right? Like when you get a, a, a Steve Banks, you know, from uh, from Four Steps to Epiphany, that kind of writing in the Harvard Business Review saying Agile is the shit. No, <laughs> like this is the way to do things. This is if you really want to, like, you know, uh, touch the product and, and apply this stuff. This is the way you have to go. That's when it becomes like really mainstream and, and it starts being a conversation at the c-suite rather than a conversation at the, the the technical department or you know the pm office department right uh so that, i think that's that's uh, an an aspect there right um the to your other point now is like uh, sorry I, I got lost there what was your other point the, the one that you I were don't saying know. I was just saying <laughs> stuff, right? I don't know how many times. I did. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I said that developers got um, one of the things that I was saying is that like the developers got a bit detached from uh, yeah, so, how so the, agile my, evolved. So, so exactly. So my other point was: uh, is it safe to say then that a lot of developers that are you know part of this? outcry, no, agile is not what it used to be, whatever, right? Have they ever experienced it uh, as, as it is, right? Because a lot of people feel like agile doesn't fit for them, but they, as you were saying, no, they experience bad scrum, they experience, you know, all these other things that are not what the essence was, right? So, they know they don't like that, but w what is the other thing? No? Because a lot of the time, uh, a part of that is, you know, how you also, you know, change that mindset no? and what you do in there. So I, I don't know. What, what do you think? I, th I think it's actually, you know, it is very difficult to, you don't adopt the essence immediately. Although there are, you know, I talk about those four uh, sentences in the manifesto. They're very easily said that understood at the level of subtlety because they are talking about the essence, right? And you know, uh, I think in the fifth discipline as well, it talks about uh, you know the first kind of uh, stage of adoption is practice, right? The thing is, Scrum, the Scrum practices are very easy to adopt. They are very simple, you know, the daily stand up, the sprints, you know, it's not that difficult to adopt. Right. 16 and pages, 16 yeah, pages exactly. of Scrum Manifesto, that, or Scrum, uh, uh, whatever, yeah. Exactly, and 
on the other hand, if you look at XP practices, they take a lifetime because a lot of them are about skills, right? And so they, uh, but then from the uh, practices, you kind of then start really understanding the principles and from the principles, you get to the essence. But you may have read all about it, but when it's, it takes you a long time to internalize. So one can't blame the developers for adopting the Scrum and not the really difficult XP practices immediately, because actually in order to get to the real essence of Agile, you have to take that journey. And I think Scrum popularized the practices or its practices a lot, whereas um, uh, XP practices were difficult to adopt and that's why they were not as popular. Yeah, and we we needed like there was a what was the name of that book was there that you recommend? I read that uh, guns, uh, no steel, germs, guns, and steel. Or yeah, guns, germs, and steel. Guns, germs, and steel. So I I read that book uh, recently, very recently, and and it also talks about uh, that things evolve according to demand, right? So as different societies organize themselves in a slightly different way, they stop being nomads and hunters to start being farmers. They had to structure themselves better. And, and those societies evolved a little bit better because they have different needs as they were growing because they, they could cultivate food and stuff. So they were staying more local and becoming bigger and bigger. And as they become bigger, they found different problems that they had to optimize and they evolved faster than other ones that were nomads and stuff. So uh, it was, I, first, I know that I'm going on off on a tangent here, but it was even fascinating to see that the nomads had a, a child every four week, four years, because they could not walk fast enough with adults, while the farmers had more kids like every two years or so. So the population grew much bigger. Why am I saying all of that? Is because like uh, the market was ripe for better processes. It was not only uh, just to, to, to make sure that I'm being fair also to the other people. It's not always that, that they two people say, hey, we're going to make these a worldwide success. The market was ripe for better ways of working. So that's why it was not only Scrum. Because like if it hadn't been only Scrum, I don't think we would be talking about that. So there was a whole evolution of agile processes in general. A lot of new things were added to backlog management, to acceptance criteria, to ways of collaboration. So when, uh, for example, Kanban became more popular and you mentioned Lean as well. So that came in, that became even stronger because the market was ripe for processes, right? So, but it was not so ripe for the technical disciplines. The process was much easier to to show that you could do things differently. But it was difficult for developers to actually show the benefits of the technical practices. It's very, very difficult for you to say, hey, if we do pair programming, many pair programming is very controversial in terms of uh, waste and, and having two people doing the same thing. But, but if you look at the technical practices, it's much harder to, uh, how can I say, to describe their value or to quantify their values. And developers are not that great also of talking business, right? So I think that this is another reason that there was uh, the natural agile evolved in a direction that moved away from software development a bit. And developers felt left out, so they also moved away from agile. So we even joke like, uh, 
is it agile that moved away from developers or developers moved away from from agile and i think it's both well how how did developers move away from agile i mean did they just not stay in the same place and agile no, moved away no no I, i think mesh because like for example if you if you think about the discussions about agile software development in the early days uh the technical practice were still present the the the, the 10 or 12 other principles that you have in there they were still valid but as things evolved the subject of agile, in the agile communities in agile conferences because the evolution was far bigger into the process side and again this is not only about scrum is everything else that came uh around the process side that goes way way beyond scrum so the the kind of the topic at the center of the agile communities became less and less technical and more and more process and business focused and that's and some developers that like the hardcore programming stuff became less interested it's not that they moved away I, just i i saw both things. i saw both things so yes i saw that uh there was more talk about processes especially after you know uh safe came along and that kind of stuff right oh we need to again part of the c suite conversation we need to go agile okay so how do we execute this no we need that uh, framework we need that thing that we can say oh we're doing agile well, safe came much later safe came yeah, much yeah, later i, I know no it's, it's, i'm just talking about that evolution where you're saying pe- the focus on process and and that kind of stuff uh i also saw another tendency to focus more on the human aspect right mm-hmm. on the coaching and True. so on right and and take it at a at a very high level no it's all it's all about people right True. and there is a lot associated with the whole you know coaching aspect yeah especially for you know developers it's a bit like you know marketing also has kind of like a bad rep or whatever uh, this year in in Spain so i feel like those things also contributed to that separation uh, that sense of alienation no uh, uh, this is this is gone you know in a direction that it does doesn't represent us anymore right mm-hmm. and then you start getting you know if you're talking about events or if you're talking about you know communities then you start getting other communities or other things are pop start popping up right like mm-hmm. you know socrates or whatever right like it, it, there are other points together and talk about software development beyond just the agile conferences or agile communities right yeah but, but that was but that was through the the craftsmanship movement because like the developers that were uh let's say disappointed or felt left behind for example i always say we would not be talking about craftsmanship today if uh agile yeah. as a whole had evolved I had solved the problem in the first place exactly, <laughs> exactly. so so craftsmanship originally it was a reaction it was a reaction from to to the 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 direction that agile took and then a lot of people felt left behind including myself and many, and many others and and then this, the whole software craftsmanship was almost like a a a anti movement or an anti or how do you call it that in english like anti culture or anti counter counter, counter. yeah counter movement thanks yes yeah. so so a, a craftsmanship was almost a counter movement and in the early days of craftsmanship and, and that's why uh, craftsmanship 
in the early days was so focused on extreme programming. I I have right. a slightly different take. I mean, I, I by the way, I totally agree that I think craftsmanship movement actually popularized and brought back into the focus the tech, technical practices, in particular XP practices. Mm -hmm. Although one thing I have to say that um, even before the the craftsmanship movement, people developers weren't moving away from agile. They were just not moving in the same kind of process circles, let's say. But if I look back at certain things, there are some aspects that were actually being adopted uh, very well. So things like continuous integration is an, as an XP practice was adopted, being adopted very well. In fact, uh, you know, at the beginning, there was the likes of cruise control and so on. And then Jenkins, uh, became and even now is has become one of the most prolific tools in in software development. Shared code, which is what you know we call that version control or source control. Though that as a practice was taking, you know, incremental development was to, you know these some of the things that we call agile. Developers weren't moving away from it; they were adopting it quite well. Although other practices like testing and development, pair programming, these kind of things was, was suffering. And, and you talk about pair programming being controversial, still is. But TDD was very controversial and still is in some ways, right? Uh, but I don't think that it's as simple as developers started moving away from Agile. I think there were some practices they were adopting still. and But the focus, especially from management and those you know, uh, that was more on the processes and that, you know, developers were a bit, uh, let's say, um, what's the word, kind of, they were apart from it. They didn't feel part of that conversation, but they were still adopting some agile practices. What craftsmanship movement did was really bring it into focus and bring all the other practices, especially the XP practices back into focus. Yeah, but see, I, I agree to a certain degree. Because, uh, oh, and of, of course, it's very difficult to generalize because like developers behave in different ways. Some of them felt really, uh, say, oh, you know what? I was betrayed, you know, like, and some of them, you know, uh, whatever. Yeah, so, so you're, these agile communities doing that. Yeah, I like this scrum or I don't like this scrum. Are we working this way? I don't want, so some people are not, but, but what, I was, what I wanted to say was, for example, that even the technical things that you mentioned, that continuous integration, for example, was still heavily adopted uh, into Agile because Agile was still promoting, like even with the Scrum methodology, it was not promote, it was not talking about the how, but they wanted the the release software continuously, right? They want that that uh, uh, how can I say uh, predictability and, and continuously inspect and adapt and release software. So, they, but for the how. So the evolution of those practices and technologies didn't come from the agile community. So that happened from outside. So for example, discussions uh, about different practices, for example, the craftsmanship community not only talked about XP, but it talked about domain-driven design, talked about uh, different types of architecture, talked about different types of uh, testing strategies, talked about different tooling. And so the community of professionals. Right. Above so, all. 
Exactly. So it was a community of professionals where multiple technical improvements were discussed, right? So as long as you could uh, optimize what you do, do things better. But everything that was technical had a home. Yes, XP was at the center as practices, but in the craftsmanship circles, we discussed everything. Many, many other things, any, any new kind of trends and ways of working that exactly. were considered good uh, in terms of agility, good in terms of providing value. And this, this is what I said. So it's not that they, they, most of the developers like moved away from Agile, but they, 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 they were not going into the Agile circles to discuss technology hmm. or technical practices. They were doing that outside. This is, this is what I meant by yeah. yeah. Other than the XP circles. But, but the XP circles remained XP, right? So they would potentially talk about Agile, but they themselves were not, I don't know. The XP group was always a bit strange to me, like in a way, so. <laughs> uh, there, I, I, I say that some people might be watching, they will probably shout at me on Twitter, but like they, they didn't like the, the craftsmanship movement much at the beginning. Right, yeah, so yeah, that that I agree with. So, so, so at the beginning, this this is why at the, the, the beginning, it's, like, it's worth uh, it's worth actually talking about because I think they said, well, why not call it XP? But I think craftsmanship <laughs> was much more than XP, or much had a different focus. Let's say it had it. I think the values of XP and craftsmanship aligned very well. Totally, and so we were, uh, you know, promoting XP practices. But I think from the XP community, there was a, this thing about, well, if it's about XP, then why don't you just call it XP? And our view was that actually it's, it's about other things as well, right? And I it's the focus is different. I think that if it was just that, I think we would have got along well, but I, I felt that they didn't like that craftsmanship was born because it was like they talked about those things and no one else should talk about those things. And they, they also discredited uh, those things. The problem is that they were doing FACO about, that, that is the truth. They were like in isolated groups around the world, very small groups, and they didn't do much for XP to, to follow Scrum and to become mainstream. And then when a new group full of energy, because they, didn't, they lost their energy, because the XP predates Agile, right? So the XP groups predates Agile. So, so they were bundled into another group, right? So, and then that group left them behind. And then a new group comes in to talk about the things that they were discussing a few years ago. So they, did, they, they were not welcoming that. I but think part, part of this is that actually, you know, there is an element of the XP, as we said, XP practices are very difficult to adopt. It's a, they are a lot of them are about lifetime skills. There's a lot about the essence and the values right it, xp is actually in a way designed to evolve and so and in so xp it, itself as a body of knowledge i think is absolutely amazing i can't say a lot to be honest i don't really know a lot about the xp community or other than the fact that yes there was definitely a resistance in the xp community to to software craftsmanship uh, but you know the, I, I think it was difficult as well for them, but I can't say much about whether they could have done more to uh, to to have XP to have it popularized more. 
um, not sure what they could have done. Yeah, to, to be did. fair, like I don't want to, to blame anyone because like I I never wanted anyone to come to me and say what I should do with my own time and money. Like many respect time. So all those people have great intentions. They were sharing their knowledge on their spare time and so on. So I don't want to say that they should have done this or that because they should do whatever they want with their time and stuff. Uh, I can only say that in general, as a community, uh, they didn't push that much. So XP was created in one way. They evolved that a little bit in the early days, in the early 2000s, but it never went beyond than that. We didn't see an evolution of XP. We didn't see X XP evolving as uh, either a methodology or even as an ideology. They so you just think... So do you think that if XP had created its own, you know, certification schema and being able to monetize that and make it profitable, would that have been better for the movement? No, no. I, I, I think XP, the thing that, that would have really worked is the thing that worked for craftsmanship, which is focus on community, which is building those bridges, becoming bigger, adopting it in the community of, like the the you know the craftsmanship communities the the likes of craftsmanship conferences and all those things that we had where people were so eager to come and share knowledge and yes xp had their communities as well but not at the level right and also the the craftsmanship community i think in a way was much more had a lower barrier to entry That's what there was a lot of focus on practice there was a lot of focus on beginners uh, so it wasn't about a bunch of experts discussing big ideas. It was much more uh, humble, uh, in my view. We, you know, you would go there, you talk about whatever anyone wants to talk about, but also you'd practice katas, you'd practice little uh, coding techniques, other coding techniques. You'd practice different languages that have come through, you know, technologies, frameworks. Anything went, you know. One of the things we, when we ran the the, the London Software Craftsmanship Community, what the the biggest thing was, don't make it exclusive to a particular group, right? So we would, if we had a coding exercise, we would be at pains to create the templates for all the different type of languages yeah. so that we could welcome everybody in there. Yeah, that's the same same here. Yeah, so so this is this is what I think that uh, the difference between I, I agree with you, Mesh. I think that uh, the craftsmanship community did a very good job to embrace a lot of younger or more inexperienced developers and introduce them to a wider community, to practices, to knowledge in general. And we were also not just focusing one like uh, discipline, although the, the XP community is quite open-minded. They don't they don't meet just to discuss XP. They meet to but discuss loads of stuff. But when we but when we were talking about Aja, one of the things that you know you you brought up as a way, let's say something that influenced the popularization of, in particular, Scrum, for instance, right, uh, was the whole you know certification program. Someone behind it, sort of feeding the machine, and that is not based out of community. The community, I think, came uh, later as a result of people you know having problems and trying to get together and, and and solve those things because it was something that was still very early when it comes to uh to the adoption and the the solution for a lot of these things right uh so it's interesting now that you're saying uh, what would have helped is the community aspect and not having the same let's say machinery or structure that the other thing had 
right? No, no because like for some, as I said, like the, the certification, I don't think that was the main drive. I think it was just a business opportunity because there was demand and, and the certification was a way to monetize on that demand. But the demand was there. Uh, I, 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 I'm happy that neither the XP community nor the craftsmanship community went down that route. And we just talked about the community and we tapped on the demand with knowledge, with sharing and creating a community. Um, because the, the XP community, they did that as well. Not potentially to the, the extent that other communities did, but they did. They, you could go to their meetings whenever you wanted and you would always be welcoming there. But we made conscious effort to, to bring people in, right? So I think that's probably the, 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 the big, biggest difference. But I, I, I think that the certification was just on top. I don't think that the certification was what... The certification created a different type of population because then people said, oh, you know what? If I, because there is a lot of need in the market, if I want to tap into that industry, I can certify myself so I will have a better chance to get a job. It's not only that because because the whole schema is, you know, you, you get trainers and then those trainers are... Uh, part of their goal is to proliferate the the idea, right? Because that's where work comes from, right? So uh, to some extent, I feel like that would have also helped independently of whether you think, you know, having an XP certification would mean that you know what you're doing or not, right? Which is the yeah. same case with, but just having that machinery behind it as in people with the intention of making it popular making it you know adopted and so on i think it would have helped i think it, it would definitely have uh, made it uh spread a lot faster and maybe we'll get the same problems that all you know you're finding somewhere else right when it comes to the quality and, and so on but uh the I don't think that there was demand because for some one thing about certification, the certification allows professionals in that area to distinguish themselves among the other professions. So that, that's what the certification in theory. I'm not defending that, but I, this is what I think. Uh, the the but 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 even before the certifications, you need to have a demand from the market so that they would choose the perceived more knowledgeable professionals assuming that in their mind that certification would provide that 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 distinction um but but the demand was not there either so th this is the problem it's not create a certification from xp without having a marketing demand i'm not sure if it would have had the same impact see what i'm saying do you so, think there's a demand now we, we will never know <laughs> well, I, I, so, so well, this question leads us to the original question of this episode. Then, so is it possible to is bring possible? developers back together, back back uh, agile and developers back together? And what My does it take? No. Uh, what would it take? Uh, yeah, I, I think that is not possible. I I personally think that agile and developers are together. Other things have come in there. Uh, Test-driven development, although, yes, you know, we live in some sort of a bubble in terms of, you know, uh, adoption of agile practices, in particular XP practices, is very, TDD is, is now widely regarded as a, a good practice. Now, this is a win, right? Uh, pair programming is regarded a good practice, whether what people say about it afterwards or in their <laughs> own private time, but you know, they, they do regard it. Now there's many other new things coming through. 
But the main thing that has, uh, I think, has brought people back and brought a lot of things together, including Agile, Lean, all these things, is the, the DevOps movement. Right, and this is bringing with that there is platform engineering. With that there is infrastructure code. There is the continuous delivery aspect as well. Right, these things are very well regarded, and any modern or not so modern company uh, who are building uh, software, they do think of these as good practices. Right, and they are in in most at least the people that we meet, our clients and. Um, you know, through the community and other communities as well, they they are they want to adopt these practices and they set out to to do so as well, right? So and these things are even being taught at university. So I I don't think that there is that kind of thing where agile and developers are kind of apart. I personally think, regardless of what happened with Scrum and you know the you know these kind of agile at scale and all that stuff, regardless of what happened there, agile is very much alive within the developer community. So, so the, the, the reason that I think that, that for people like us that went through the before agile, creation of agile, evolution of agile and where we are now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but my, my understanding, knowing you well uh, and stuff, you are connecting those new practices or movements, even like the DevOps, to the original agile mindset from the early days, right? So if you are making that kind of connection, I would agree with your statement. However, I don't think that, for example, developers have joined our industry 10 years ago. Like we are already in 2021. Sometimes we don't realize how old we are, right? So uh, 10 years ago, Agile was already 10 years old. Craftsmanship was already a thing. And Agile was unrecognizable compared to 2001. So a lot of developers that join our industry today, they, they would never associate DevOps uh, or even Extreme uh, uh, or TDD to Agile. For them, it's a completely different thing. Agile is a group of people that talk about process including Scrum. So there's no resemblance, like the, the, the mindset was 20 years ago. New developers don't even associate, they, they, they cannot join those. There is, a, there is a big resistance from new developers to Agile today. Well, in that case, I'm very much out of touch with the mindset of new developers. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see developers today saying, I want to go to an Agile conference. You just don't see that. I I am talking about the mindset. I'm talking I about the, the manifesto. I'm talking about agility and and the and I would say that that's why I'm saying that it's not doom and gloom. In fact, our industry is actually moving very well and in a, at a good pace towards those that aspect. Right. So the, the development practices of 20 years ago and what we see as the norm now, there is a world of difference and it's it's a good difference. And and I would say more, I, I think that uh, a lot of that is driven by new companies and new business uh, that doesn't necessarily need to go through that transformation phase of their culture and that kind of stuff. Like they're already born, you know, digital, they can from the beginning, you know, 
use the cloud, do the DevOps, that, that kind of stuff, right? Um, and there are more and more of those. And the results that they're getting are better, right? This is why you know bigger companies are trying to to go through that transition. Otherwise, it wouldn't be necessary if they thought it was not, you know, a, a, something that would allow them a competitive edge, right? Um, and that's going to continue. Uh, you can only see it accelerate, right? Like you look for any unicorn nowadays, you know, that's actually all of them are, are doing this stuff. They're, it's part of their culture. The, the, the technical aspect is at the forefront of, you know, when they're hiring their processes and, and that kind of stuff, right? And I think that's only going to continue uh, accelerating, right? Uh, either on the, you know, for the laggers, it will be about the transformation and, and for the newcomers, it's about that. And I feel like having the opportunity to work at a company that uh, that already has that mindset, yeah, uh, is, is a big, you know, stepping stone or, or point of comparison for everything else, right? Like if, if you go ev everywhere you go, you'll be able to see, you know, ah, this is not... It, it, it smells right like it's not i don't know i'm not a certified xyz but if we're talking about this this is not a good place because it's not focusing on the essence right delivering the, the value the, the collaboration so on right so um so that's that's what i feel like i i also share a, a less gloomy kind of uh view on on that I do agree, you know, like you said uh, some time ago, you know, there is a, a reputation problem. You know? Like there is this perception of agile that is detriment of, of trying to go back to the roots or win over developers again or, or getting this kind of traction uh, back into the movement. Um, but you know, there's life beyond agile, right? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I also, when people are like, oh, we, we should do things, it's like there are many ways of doing software, right? And there are many, you know, it doesn't need a name, you know, you don't need to be doing one specific thing in order to be doing things right and delivering the right things and, you know, creating value and all those things. And this is the essence, right? Uh, so from that point of view, I, I think it will, it will get better for sure. Um, and, you know, things, you know, at some point we'll we'll go back to maybe what it was. No, in that sense. I don't have a gloomy view. What what I I just want to be very clear here. So, what I said is that I have zero uh, hope that developers will be joining, uh, going back to the agile communities. I don't think that that's going to happen. But but that doesn't mean that this is a bad thing. Because agile today is a different thing from tomorrow. So I'm, I'm going to explain, right? <laughs> so so the, what I was trying to say is, given the what happened over the years, agile has its own niche now, which is a different one from what was 20 years ago. Agile is focused on better processes and is way went way beyond Scrum, right? So it's about people collaboration, is about feedback at different levels as well, right? So not only at the team level, but like, so scaling and other things. Uh, about like business agility. Agile is now about business agility. It, it went beyond, this is the point that I was trying to make uh, before, like it quickly outgrew the original context. And now it's, I think, uh, a lot more 
powerful or, or impactful in in other areas of the organization that are not just technically related. But, but see, see, this is why I was saying precisely why I was saying that I don't have a gloomy view. I just don't think that developers will be going back to the job community, but I don't think it's a bad thing. For example, when you mentioned that a natural evolution went from adopting Scrum to more focus on business agility in a much broader sense, developers would not do that themselves. They would not have created that big contribution themselves because that's not where their focus was. So, so for me, agile keeping as it is has a place to keep evolving business agility as our business become more complex and different, right? So I'm happy where agile is today, given everything we, we know. And Lean do, did the same thing, right? So, but then what happened? Developers start moving to other areas and they use their knowledge, their passion, their skills to evolve other areas that need it on the technical aspect, right? So for instance, so then we evolved more, far more technical practices. We, we evolved, we create a lot of new architectural styles, right? So in the cloud and stuff, we created far more new tools for automation, from testing, from deployment. And those, those evolutions would not come from certain people in the agile community either. So for me, like that division today is not bad, actually. It's actually good. The, the good thing that I, and, and I see that positive is that as Mesh was saying, uh, for example, companies matured. Because like, if you look at 20, 20 years back, so there is a new norm now. The expectation is to be more, to deliver faster, to have the feedback loop at different areas, to, to improve the process and also some technical improvements. And we are seeing that with a lot of modern software modernization uh, initiatives and people investing on the technical side, on cloud technologies, on continuous delivery and stuff. So the industry matured. And with that, different professionals are making different impacts with the DevOps uh, movement, with the Lean movement, with Agile movement as it is, a bit away from the, the hardcore tech and people in the craftsmanship community and other tech communities in DDD, in, in other tech communities, evolving their stuff. But the good thing that we have today, what we didn't have 10 to 15 years ago, where we were all trying to fight our space because we were all put in the same bucket. And I think that I don't think we were fitting the same bucket. What happened was lean. Remember how many conferences we had in Agile where Kanban and Scrum, how many talks we had, Kanban is shit, Scrum is shit. And, and the, the Kanban and Scrum people banging their heads against each other and the XP people and the craftsmanship against Agile. So you see what I'm saying? So we had, a, it settled down now. We all find our own space and we are coexisting nicely and we are in a better place. So my view is actually very positive. But going back to the original question, do I see developers going back to agile communities and evolving that side of the of our industry no i don't so i i i think by the way totally agree that you know professionals with different disciplines are evolving their disciplines and it's all one community but there is an element of and now asking that question to you know developers going back to agile they need to right if they are not being and which i don't think so i think they are they need there needs to be crossover because there it's a it is a systems view, right? Practices, processes, uh, you know, values, principles, all these things they sit together to create one good healthy team, 
and everyone needs to understand the other aspects as well. So if you're a developer, you do need to understand processes. You need to have a good understanding behind the processes, the values, the essence, and all those things that we were talking about. So if people are not, if as a developer, you see yourself as purely, I'm going to be looking at my technical things and so on, then you're actually doing yourself a big disservice because you're missing a very large part of what makes you a good developer, which is all the people aspect, all the process aspect and so on. And similarly with the other side as well, right? You know, all the other things. There needs to be a good level of collaboration between the communities. And of course, the specialists uh, within disciplines are evolving those and leading the evolution. But that doesn't mean that others are not, should not be taking part in that. It's just like the, the, the diagrams. I think that I, I thought that's why I said, I think that we are in a better place. We coexist and we, and coexist means we adopt each other's practice. Co yeah. We cooperate, exactly. So, so what I see is that as new collaborate, uh, collaborative ways are evolving or created in other communities, I think the developers are open to, to embrace and work in different ways. They, they have the agility mindset and say, hey, let's try this approach or that approach. Uh, they might not be at the center of the evolution of those methodologies or, or business agility. That's not at the, but, but I think that the developers today are very open and they own their teams. Like they are running their teams, they're running their process. They embrace the, the proximity with their stakeholders and stuff like that but they are not probably the ones that like spending their energy outside working hours. Like how can we create a better process or how can we evolve business agility? But they are open when those things evolve. Some of them contribute. There is a, 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 an intersection, but that intersection is smaller today, but, but it goes both ways. For example, as you, you said, Mesh, a few times during this talk, some of the technical disciplines, even the, 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 the uh, the the create the, the evolution of the DevOps movement, for example, all of those things are much easier, easily combined today than they were in the past. Right. So in the past there were more friction, let's say, among those groups. Today it's right. more like what can we do to make it us better? Yeah. And you think all these things because actually the DevOps movement itself uh, you know, is borrows heavily from lean, right? Yeah. And as the technical practice and from platform engineering and infrastructure as code yeah. and continuous, you know, all these things, they kind of come full circle in a way. Um, but yes, yes, I totally agree that I think there is a much more cooperation between all these different ways of working to, to be able to then tailor for the, for the, for each context, you know, every context, is different and and you look at all these things and all the ways of working and everything else and see what works within that context. Cool. Okay, Jose, any final say, any final words? Um, no, for I I really enjoyed this uh, conversation. We need to we need to work on on having another one on the, you know the past, present, future of craftsmanship and so on. Uh, I think that would be also quite interesting. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think we're, we're more or less on time. So maybe wrapping up. Yeah. Mesh, any final words? 
No, nothing from me. I've already said my piece. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, as always, like uh, if you enjoyed this this chat, leave us a, a comment. Tell us what you want us to discuss. Put a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel, and we hope to hear to see you soon. See you next time. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.